fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hold on, I'm trying to share it all out here. Got to get the computers up and running the way they need to. Welcome into the show. I am exhilarated. I am fired up. I am ready to go for a middle of the week today. We have some fun news to talk about today. They say... The conservative talk radio is always the Debbie Downer, that we always have the negative news, always focus on the bad. I am here to tell you today, I am more pumped up and jazzed up about politics and, well, some politics. Let's take that back. I am jazzed up about some things going on with optimism of the future that I have been in a very long time. And we have the proof positive of what's going on in the world as well. Welcome into the show. This is The Voice of Reason broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. So wherever you may be watching, listening, we appreciate you, your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do all the time. How's it looking on the live feed? The video feed, if you are watching it, is it still red? Am I still red? I'm trying to get rid of the sunburn. I feel better. Monday was painful. Monday, just wearing a shirt, I had blisters on the top of my shoulders. It was so bad. And just the rubbing of my shirt on my shoulders hurt. I don't feel it a whole lot unless I actually like press down in the back of my shoulders a little bit. It's not too bad. And I think I'm starting to actually turn out with a tan. Hey, I'm not going to glow in the dark as longer anymore. That might be nice. Might actually not glow in the dark anymore. Welcome into the show. Bottom of the hour, we have Congressman Bob Latta. 5th District of Ohio. We'll play that interview. We sat down with him earlier today. It's always good to talk with him. And as usual, we did about a 25-minute interview. I can only air about 10 of it here on the show. So we'll air part of the interview here, and then we'll upload his interview in its entirety as a special feature on our podcast as well. So if you want to listen to that, you can subscribe to our podcast with the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any of your favorite podcasting sites. I don't know which direction to go here. Honestly, because... There are two bits of news that made me not jump for joy. Well, one of them made me jump for joy. The other one just kind of made me smirk a little bit. Not because I wish ill will upon anybody, which is the last thing on my mind. I don't want anybody to be harmed in any way, shape, or form. But I smirked at the irony of the situation. So let's start there very quickly. What's trending today? I'm sure you may have heard the news today, but Dr. Anthony Fauci, the head of the NIH, has officially tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, my. Oh, my. Now, first and foremost, I wish all of him the best. I hope that he recovers fully. I hope that he's okay and his family's safe and sound. I know he's on the older end of things. i got to be honest, he looks a little weakly and kind of uh, ill will already, so I hope that he survives it because no one wants anybody to be harmed in any way, shape, or form. That being said, I have to smirk a little bit with someone who has been pushing vaccines nonstop, who has told us to wear masks for the last two years nonstop while you catch him at baseball games with the mask hanging off of his ear, not eating or anything, but just sitting there playing on his phone uh, with the guy who has told us how to live our lives for the last two years, who has been the complete tyrant. He has tested positive for COVID-19. Now, 
according to the ones that believe in the whole let's go get vaccinated or else we're all going to die from this thing, they say, well, you can still get it, but that way you just don't have any symptoms and you can survive it when there's a vast amount of people that survive it without the vaccine as well. So if that's the case, then he still could potentially get it. But if you're supposedly if you get the vaccine that way, if you do get it, you're not aware that you have it. You don't know because your immune system is ready for it in case you get exposed to it. So therefore, you don't get sick from it. So how do we know? The Dr. Fauci actually tested positive. Uh, according to AL.com, he's not considered in close contact with the president and has only mild symptoms, but symptoms nonetheless. Therefore, he went and got tested, and sure enough, there he is. Got that proof positive. Dr. Fauci has the Rona. I wonder if it was from him going to a baseball game without a mask or if it was him after getting the four booster shots of COVID-19's vaccine that allowed him to get that COVID-19 and the mild symptoms. I... Again, nothing ill will against him or anybody because we don't want that, obviously. We're, you know, actually enjoy humanity. We actually enjoy people surviving. But I just do find that ironic that uh, the guy that's been telling us how to live our lives to stop from getting it has now gotten it because they truly think in the nice little utopian world of the elites that they are holier than thou and that they can tell us to do things while they do things on a different level. On the other front, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that. There it is. Boom. You got the news. To move on from that one, I think this is the biggest news of the day by far. By far. What's trending today? So there was a primary or a uh, special election last night down in the state of Texas, the 34th congressional district of the state of Texas, as the former Democrat that has stepped down, Representative uh, Fileman Villa, who signed, uh, who resigned from Congress back in March, has officially stepped down. The special election to fill that seat took place last night. As a general election, as a Democrat district, who, by the way, has been a Democrat district for over, well over 100 years, 105, 108 years, whatever it's been, a solid Democrat district that is vastly Hispanic in that district with numerous different counties. And the big win last night, Myra Flores, the conservative Republican, a major victory with 14,780 votes. Compared to Dan Sanchez, the Democrat opponent that was supposed to just walk away with this thing, that won 12,560. So the total vote count, 51% to 43.3%. A Republican, a woman Republican, and the very first Mexican-born congresswoman is a Republican and the first one to take the seat red in over 105, 108, whatever, how many years it's been, well over 100 years for district number 34 in the great state of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, can we not celebrate a little bit here? That is probably one of the biggest wins that we've seen. And if this is any sign of the momentum going into election seasons for November of 2022, this is the sign here. I don't know if we recognize or realize the significance of this race. Andy, so what? We flipped the seat. That's just one seat. It's not about the number of seats here. This is in Texas. This is near between San Antonio and Houston, kind of a long strip there going north and south, where one of the counties themselves, uh, Cameron County, is 85% Hispanic in Cameron County, Texas. This is a county that Hillary Clinton won by 33 points in 2016, and Joe Biden won just two years ago by 13 points. This lady, Myra uh, Myra Flores, won the county 48-46 to 46 last night. 
flipped all of the counties except for one county in the district red. The first time in well over 100 years a Republican has won. Now, there's a few things to take away from this. Obviously, the weakness of the Democrat platform, but not just the the platform of her and the Republicans, but who we're reaching here, how she actually won this election. She's a former college Republican. She's a member of the Young Republicans down in Texas and in that area. And this is the campaign ad that she had running on her social media and on uh, online and, and I'm assuming on TV down there as well in the district. This is what she was running for that area. Too many, the borders of our politics. But for me, it's about my life. I'm Myra Flores. I was born in Burgos, Tamaulipas, Mexico. Now I am living my American dream. But liberal policies from Washington are tearing our community apart. As the wife of a Border Patrol agent, I pray for his safety now more than ever. I'm Myra Flores, and I approve this message because we must secure our borders and keep our families safe. Wow. Think about that for a second. She just ran an ad as a Hispanic woman, a naturally born Mexican who came to the United States for the American dream, who was married to a Border Patrol agent, just talked about the American dream, securing the border, allowing legal immigrants to come across our border, to shut down the illegal immigration as a congresswoman that's near the border in Texas. And she won by flipping a county that was 85% Hispanic to the Republican side and winning in a 51 to 43 majority in this district. This is where the Republican Party is at. I'm telling you right now, the Republican Party itself is the most diverse political party in the United States. While Democrats are holding up that they represent the women vote, that they represent the minority vote, that they definitely represent the Hispanic vote across the nation because they care about you, and Republicans are no more than a bunch of white supremacists, white landowners, rich white old guys who control the rest of us. The Republican Party now is the most diverse party out there. We have Senator Tim Scott, one of the first black senators from the South to run as a solid conservative vote. Not just a moderate Republican, like, oh, okay, they're wishy-washy, they're pretending to be a Republican. No, solid Republican conservative. This Myra Flores, now I don't know her entire platform, but for that be the messaging to win as a Republican. I was scrolling through her social media and it's pretty impressive with the, uh, the comments that she's made here talking about America first. Now, you want to talk about, uh, well, it's a Donald Trump candidate. I don't know whether she's a Donald Trump candidate or not. But this is how the Republicans start moving forward, using the same talking points and campaign topics as Donald Trump without actually using his name. As soon as you mention the name Donald Trump, you become divisive. Either you're a Trump supporter or you're not a Trump supporter. She did this beautifully. Here's the latest tweet just four hours ago. Myra Flores. Uh, with the sign for greater than, remember the math sign, the greater than thing? Myra Flores, greater than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Capitalism, greater than socialism. America first, greater than America last. You don't even have to say the word Trump. You just have to use the talking points that people won and believed and supported Trump because of the words that he used, America first. As a Mexican-born national, that came to the United States for the American dream. She's saying, America first, we want to secure the border. We want to make America great. Not in those words, but we want to make America first. We want to support it as a young Hispanic gal to dominate a Hispanic community and win over the voters there 
in this district, this 34th district of the state of Texas. This is where the Republican Party's at. And I hope, Republicans, that you're listening all over the nation. I really hope that you're taking this as a message of, wow, we don't need to write off districts. We don't need to write off different communities. We don't need to just ignore them, to not spend any campaign funds there, to not spend any time there. Donald Trump broke that glass ceiling when he would go into Miami, Florida, which is a very, I don't know about Miami, Florida. I think that's more uh, Cuban and Puerto Rican that's relatively conservative because they've seen what socialism does. But you go into a deep blue area and he holds a rally and 30,000 people show up and he says, hey, what do you have to lose to vote for me? What do you have to lose voting for a Republican when you voted for Democrats for at least 100 years in this district? What do you have to lose? Because we can win, and we can win you over with ideas. And she just proved that, not even mentioning Trump's name, just using the America first. We want to make our country great, and we want to do it the right way to win this seat. If this is any sign to the Democrats, you've got to be scared, you know what? I almost said an FCC violating word. You've got to be scared because you're losing the Hispanic vote. You're losing the black vote, which, again, we don't like identity politics. I despise identity politics. Anybody that mentions identity politics is the low common denominator here. But with how precious that is to the left side of the aisle, the demos that you've hyped up to be your voter base, you're losing. You've lost the women. You've lost the minorities. You've lost the mama bears with this whole CTR and critical race theory and all this other garbage by calling you a domestic terrorist in the public schools, you've lost them. Now you're losing the immigrants at the border. The ones that you were hoping to get to vote down there, the ones that were your base, and now we flipped to District Red in Texas. More is yet to come as we get closer to general election season. Lots more coming up for The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reasons throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, 24 minutes past the hour. The significance of this vote is astronomical. This victory for the 34th District of Texas, a deep blue district that's been Democrat for over 100 years, has now officially flipped red with a conservative Hispanic gal, a Republican Hispanic gal that's all about America first, and she's won without... Again, this is the difference. Here's the contrast here. And I want you to really take this to heart. And Republicans, I know you listen, elected officials and political pundits and political consultants and everybody else. I know you listen to this show because I get your emails and messages. Uh, Here's the difference. We have Myra Flores down in Texas who won on the border or near the border with a campaign that said this. To many, the border is about politics. But for me, it's about my life. I'm Myra Flores. I was born in Burgos, Tamaulipas, Mexico. Now I am living my American dream. But liberal policies from Washington are tearing our community apart. As the wife of a Border Patrol agent, I pray for his safety now more than ever. I'm Myra Flores and I approve this message because we must secure our borders and keep our families safe. Uh, You would think in a Democrat district, a deep blue district, that would be a very controversial ad, wouldn't it? You would th- I mean, it's been Democrat for 100 years. Wouldn't that be a very controversial? Hey, wait a second. We don't want to touch that issue. That's uh, not quite what we stand for. She stood the ground. She won them over with the ideas, and she was able to flip a seat red here. We compare that to what we're seeing now in the state of Pennsylvania with, say, Dr. Oz for the Senate race, to where after winning that very brutal election in the state of Pennsylvania, he's now down 10, 15 polls uh, points to the uh, Democrat in that race to die. Democrat John Fetterman is, according to Fox News, the latest poll conducted June 10th through the 13th uh, shows that right now uh, 15% rated the U.S. economy as good. Da, 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 that 37% said they would vote for Dr. Oz. 46% said they would vote for Fetterman. 46 to 37. That's how bad that election's going right now because, well, we tried to go with the moderate candidate. This is the messaging Republicans have to take away from this. This is what we need to remember. When we stand our ground and we talk about our values, when we stand for what we truly believe in, when we stand for what we know in our hearts and we show it by fighting for principles as opposed to just politics and what people want to hear, people respond to it. And this goes, by the way, for Democrats and Republicans. But again, Republicans are the diverse party. When we're winning over communities that normally don't vote Republican, but yet they do now, That's a major sign that we're winning. And if this is any sign going into the general election of November of 2022, then this is a sign Democrats seem to be very, very worried about. Because if we can flip that seat, imagine how many seats we can win in Congress on both sides of the aisle. When we talk about a red wave, boy, we're not joking about a red wave. We can see a massive ocean of red across Texas, across California, across New York, because they're done with the policies. 
You can't win on a policy like that. For example, interest rate hikes, the largest interest rate hike since like 1994, according to CNBC, the largest one, we're seeing almost 2% interest jumps right now, one and a half to 1.75 that was announced today that's going to start taking effect as they try and stop inflation in the nation. Okay, great. You're narrowing the margin of consumers in the market to try and be able to purchase things. So therefore, the supply can actually handle the demand. I get what you're doing. But everybody on the middle to lower middle to lower income scale, you have now priced them out of the market completely to purchase homes. All the immigrants coming across the border at, on any border coming in to want to purchase a home because they want to start a life. The American dream that she promotes in this ad, the American dream, it's dead for those that can't afford it. Dead. The gas that workers have to get to and from work every single day. Dead. And you expect to win them over? No. Conservatives, I'm telling you, if you talk about what is in your heart, what's on your mind, you're going to have a landslide like this, like this Myra Flores. Congratulations to her down in the 34th District of Texas. That is a major victory, and it's only the beginning. When we come back, bottom of the hour, we have Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th District of Ohio. We'll continue these conversations and a heck of a lot more. Are you jazzed? Are you pumped? Are you ready for election season? I know I am. That's more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Well, I'm telling you, when you stand your principles and stand your ground, you end up winning over a lot of individuals. She is just breaking records all across the board, winning and flipping the seat red. This Myra Flores, the 34th District of Texas. I was scrolling again through her Twitter page. Pro-God, pro-life, pro-family, the family values. Boom, winning it left and right. And then, of course, this one here where Elon Musk... Obviously, the head of Tesla and the soon-to-be owner of Twitter as well uh, made the tweet, I voted for Myra Flores the first time I ever voted Republican now that he's down in that district with his Tesla and buying and living down there and being a resident. So for the very first time, voting for a Republican, a Spanish-Hispanic conservative Republican on the border that ended up flipping a seat red from that blue district. Get ready, Democrats! It's coming. I can feel you squirming, and I'm going to chuckle just a little bit. All right, we're going to shift gears here just a little bit here. 
What's trending today? And uh, as usual, we sit down with Congressman Bob Latta about once a month from the 5th District of the great state of Ohio as we talk about energy, we talk about the elections, we talk about guns, and a heck of a lot more as he's got a lot of insight in what battles are going on in Washington, D.C. We sat down with him just earlier today, and this is what he had to say. Congressman, how are you, my friend? I am great. How are you today? I am doing good. It's always good to talk with you. Lots of stuff going on in Washington, D.C., and it never seems to be good news when we turn on the news today and actually hear about the latest current events as we have gun legislation they're trying to ram through. We have the economy that's still moving in a downward direction. And Joe Biden's getting a little snippy when we start asking him about all the spending they're doing at the federal level right now. It's uh, it's kind of fun to watch him squirm when we ask him actually tough questions. Well, if you can ask him the tough questions, get him to respond to them. That's a tough one. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Let's start off with guns. Obviously, the big news over the last couple of weeks was the shooting down in Uvalde, Texas, with the students at the elementary school and a horrible situation there. But that has brought the gun conversation back into the limelight with wanting to do something out of Washington, D.C. The Senate put together their panel with their 10 Republicans, 10 Democrats, and came up with a quote-unquote bipartisan compromise and solution to curb gun violence and promote some more gun control that includes red flag laws and other very dangerous, very scary things that I think we need to be aware of. From your perspective, being in the House, when do you expect us to come over to the House, and what do you think of this bill? Well, you know, first, uh, you know, we have, it's a horrible tragedy, what you saw down in Texas with all those little kids. And, uh, but unfortunately, you know, what uh, Pelosi did, they wrote out of, here in the House a, a bunch of bills that were, were not going to go anywhere in the Senate. So pretty much are pretty much all totally a, a uh, partisan uh, uh, passage on their part. And then uh, so that now uh, those bills are over in the Senate, but they're not going to go anywhere. As you mentioned about the uh, over in the Senate, what they're looking at from uh, uh, red flag laws to um, you know, uh, background checks and uh, in that area. I think that the problems you run into, first of all, is that you have to always remember that we have certain things out there. We have the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, and the Fifth Amendment. And uh, one thing you don't ever want to do is take take away uh, law-abiding citizens uh, their Second Amendment rights. Second thing is is that when you look at uh, some of these uh, what they are being proposed, that you can run into problems with the Fourth Amendment, uh, on search and seizures, and, and the Fifth Amendment on due process. And, you know, we don't want to get in a situation in this country where somebody could come in and say that I want to take your firearms away, and then all of a sudden the court's doing it, and you have no uh, no rights in it. So that's, that's a real concern right off the bat. So I, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to write this over in the Senate, because I have not seen the text yet. But uh, I think that uh, that's, that's going to be a major concern right off the bat. It is going to be a major concern. What's concerning to me is that some Republicans are getting on board with this because they say that they've been able to fight off a lot of the agenda from the Democrats of wanting to ban AR-15s, wanting to ban sales of firearms to individuals under the age of 21. So they say that they've found a good compromise. But like you said, to me, the biggest concern is the red flag laws. And even if they put boundaries on red flag laws, you get a progressive liberal judge in a district court that uh, that comes across a case to where they could potentially confiscate someone's firearms who hates the Second Amendment, and they're going to go ahead and do it. So this is going to be abused regardless if this passes. Well, you also run into a problem. Let's say you have somebody that doesn't like you, yeah. and they, they go to a court, and they say, you know, so-and-so's got uh, firearms, and that person is dangerous. All of a sudden, you're defending yourself against something like that. 
And so that, that's that's where uh, again this is this issue is uh, you're you're on a slippery slope, but that's you know I haven't seen what they've come up with in the Senate, but uh, you know some of the things I'm hearing right now is that uh, you're going to run into those problems. That is very concerning. Well, hopefully we can stop this one dead in its tracks, and uh, hopefully I don't know. I mean, it's going to be up to the Senate because if it does get to the House side, unfortunately, with you guys having that Democrat majority right now, it is uh, more than likely going to pass. On that front, let's talk about some other issues, though. The headlines outside of guns has, of course, been the economy. We saw wholesale prices for consumers up near 10% for the month of May. The inflation has officially hit 8.6%. Interest rates continue to climb to, quote-unquote, battle the inflation rates. Congressman, are we ever going to get our economy back on track and not have 5 to $6 gallons of gas? Well, let's start with the, with the inflation. You know, when you look at 8.6% inflation, I want people to go back to, you know, when the day that Joe Biden was sworn in as president, look where inflation was. I think it was about 1.4%. No one was even talking about it. And now, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a daily issue that Americans are facing out there from everything you buy at the store, from uh, from milk to eggs to bacon, you name it, it's going up in price. Car, price, car prices are up, used car prices are up. Everything's up in price. And, you know, this all goes right back to one thing, massive government spending. The American people understand it, and they keep saying that uh, when they're being asked about this, it's, it's, all, it's all about the spending. And, but the Democrats can't see it that way because they know one thing. If they can't keep sending out money to buy, their, buy friends and boats, they're, they're, they're in trouble. So when you look at uh, even Larry Summers, who was Bill Clinton's economic advisor, you know, had said long ago that if you spend $1.9 trillion, you don't pay for it like the Democrats did last year, you were going to be in trouble. And exactly the, that's exactly what happened. And then you look at the, you know, the Democrats saying, oh, we had to save all these state governments and local governments, et cetera. You look around the country, all these governments are doing fine. They didn't need the money. And so uh, we, we, so when all of a sudden the, the, their constituents are saying now, hey, we've got a problem out there, all this money, quote-unquote, flowed out of Washington that never existed, is that now we've got to somehow figure out how we're going to ever pay it back. So when you look at the, on, the, uh, on the energy side, you know, I was shocked, uh, you know, <laughs> not that I want to put, have people think how old I am, but I remember as a kid going to the gas station to get uh, a, a gallon of gas with my bicycle and pedaling home. It was 37 cents. Yeah. The other night when I was mowing our yard, I took two one-gallon uh, containers up to the gas station and paid $10. Wow. So... You know, the American people have got a real sticker shock. And we now that the gasoline is, you know, uh, over $5 a gallon, it's being predicted right now by the end of July we could be at $6 for a national average. That, and what's this president say? Well, we, we just, there's nothing we can do. You know, we're in a transitory stage, according to him, and this is all for the better. But as Americans, you know, are pay, you know when you're paying that much more for fuel, then you have to figure that, wait a minute, in the state of Ohio, 82.5% of everything that comes in the state is trucked. So when you take that and you add up that now, uh, I, when I crossed the line to go to the airport the other day into Michigan, I saw that gas or uh, diesel price was at $5.99. So you figure that everything that's being hauled in a truck is going up. And you have to also remember our farmers are out in the field right now. Yeah. They're using diesel. And those costs are going to go up. So your cost of production, your cost of transportation, your cost for running a business, everything's gone up. 
And but the Democrats' only solution is is that well we just think it's transitory and things will get better. But we just got to stop this out of control government spending. You know, and again, last you know when you pass an infrastructure bill, that the quote unquote is an you know I have to put quotes around that. But when you say that you pass an infrastructure bill and you don't pay for it and you add all the stuff up. And here's what we're, we're going to be into. And years ago when I was on the Budget Committee, I'm on the Energy and Commerce Committee today. But when you, I look at back uh, when I was on budget, one of the numbers I wanted to know was how much interest payment are we going to pay in 10 years? And I have been predicting it would be over a trillion dollars by 2032. Unfortunately, when the uh, Congressional Budget Office recently redid it, it, that number is now a trillion dollars in 2030, at over a trillion dollars in 2031, over a trillion dollars in 2032. So that's going to be the high, the third highest payment we have to make. And so when people say that your kids are going to pay for this, no, you're not. You're going to pay for it. Are we past the point, in your opinion, are we past the point of actually getting a budget on track, of actually cutting spending, of actually getting an appropriations bill with the 12 appropriations bill for a full-on budget as opposed to just a uh, just an omnibus package to just spend whatever we want to? Are we still able to rein in our government spending and get it under control, or are we past the point of no return and we just have to try to make the best out of a bad situation? You know, I, I don't want to say that uh, we got to make the best out of a bad situation because that's not how Americans act. We've got to do what's best for this country, and that's cutting this, this spending. And again, you don't spend what you don't have, and that's what we're doing. So the number one thing, we, again, we have to, you're right, we, number one, we have to have a budget. If you don't have a budget, how do you do your appropriation bills? And, if you, and so it's important that uh, all of the committees in the House of Representatives do, that are authorizing committees, meaning that they come up with the, the numbers as to what should, being, should be spent that goes on to the appropriators. That, uh, you know, we don't have this thing going into continuing resolutions or an omnibus because, again, you can't get in and cut these programs that don't uh, need to be around anymore. So we we really need to make sure that, number one, we are acting responsibly, but we're not right now. Uh, Congress is just, is just, wild, just wildly spends. And, again, you can spend about $2 trillion like the Democrats did last year without one Republican vote in the House or the Senate and spend that kind of money and not run into a crisis. There it is. That was Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. The interview continued on for about another 15, 20 minutes or so. If you want to hear that full-length interview, subscribe to the podcast. We'll upload that after the program today. All right, we'll take a break. One more segment left here on a midweek celebration. Good stuff happening. Let's keep that ball rolling right here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us here last few minutes. Again, if you want to listen to the rest of the interview with Congresswoman Bob Latter from the 5th District of Ohio, just subscribe to the podcast, watch it live, or listen to it there. We will upload the entire extended special feature shortly after the program here. And that way you can enjoy watching some of the comments on social media and what you can find on the way at OpsLens, at The Voice of Reason, at Who's Your Reason on all of our social media, talking about the inflation, gas prices. There's a comment by listener Michael. Well, if gas hits, if diesel hits $8 a gallon, then I'm going to quit driving. Apparently, obviously, a truck driver, I'm assuming, or drives just a really big truck. And what a lot of people are going to do. How can you afford it? How can you afford to go to work with $5 gallons of gas, 8 to $9 gallons of diesel? That is not sustainable. And while they say, well, I'm just going to let it roll because we want to force people onto electric vehicles, we want to force people onto these alternative vehicles and see things where you can plug in and just let it charge overnight, which is going to destroy the grid. I mean, we're already anticipating brown to blackouts throughout the summer because of how hot it's going to be. Thanks, AOC and Global Warming. We appreciate that. Yeah, love that. Thank you. <laughs> With their fix there, uh, that they want us to stop driving. They want us to. So if you can't go to work then that's a good thing for them. They want you to be like, hey, awesome, you're staying at home. I've considered it. I've I've joked, like, if gas hits $6 a gallon, I'm doing it from home. I got a radio studio there. I'll work on stuff there because there's no way that I can drive 20, 30 minutes with $6 gallons of gas. I would have nothing left for bills or anything else. It's not even worth it. That's where most Americans are at right now. They're getting so frustrated with the current situations that they just want to stay home. They want us to either not drive at all, or if we're going to, then buy the expensive electric vehicle because that's what their goal is for this green energy push. Then what happens? If you can't go to work to go to your job, your office, the construction job, your contracting job, your IT job, whatever your industry that you're in, if you can't go and do that job, then how did things get done? You kill off the economy. If truck drivers can't afford gas, I've been seeing the posts on social media with people taking pictures of the gas pump when they fill up their their semis with the diesel. If you can't afford gas there, what is it? The semi-truck companies um, charging, what, twenty dollars to $30,000 a month in gas right now in diesel. If you can't afford the fuel to travel, 
how are we going to get things to the consumer stores? How are we going to get things to the grocery store or to the mom and pop shop or to wherever? How are you going to get the goods there? And if you do get it there, what are they going to cost? Because the travel expenses are going to be extraordinary. This goes so much deeper than just gas prices and us not being able to go on vacation for the summertime because gas prices are too high. It goes so much deeper than that. The entire U.S. economy is dipping down. So the uh, I think there's a little bit deeper note here now that the uh, CNBC reports that the Federal Reserve is hiking up the interest rates again by 0.75% to sit right around 1.5%, 1.75% in the nation. They're now anticipating the GDP growth for the next quarter to go down from about 2.8% growth down to about... Oh, I don't know, 1.6, 1.5%. That's what their guess, or 1.7, I'm sorry. Officials significantly cut their outlook for the 2022 economic growth, anticipating a 1.7% gain in GDP down from the current 2.8% projection. That was from the month of March. If we're not growing in the GDP, that means that we're not making money. If we're not making money, we're not paying as many taxes. If we're not paying as many taxes, then we're not putting as much money into the government. I'm speaking of this for the public you know, workers here and for the government agents here, that if we're not paying as more into the system, there's not as much money going into the system. If there's not as much money going into the system, then how the hell are we going to continue to spend for all the government social programs that you want us to be on? As we already have a, what, 23, 24, $26 trillion debt, a trillion a trillions of dollars of a deficit every single year, and the Biden administration sitting back saying, hey, we're paying down the deficit for the year. We're not spending as much money, meaning they didn't spend the uh, social COVID-19 stimulus plan like they did last year, but yet they want to again this year. We need to do another one. By golly, as Joe Biden says, we're saving lives. We are saving people. We are helping people. Stop telling me that I'm spending too much money. We're just saving people. Disaster is right around the corner, my friends, unless we stop this dead in its tracks. But I'm optimistic because I saw the beginning of that stopping last night in Texas as we start to flip different districts blue, and they don't know what to do. They will not have enough money to be able to campaign in all of their districts that they thought was safe. They're not going to know where to focus their attentions, and they're going to lose drastically if Republicans play their cards right. Myra Flores versus Dr. Oz. Notice the difference in campaigning and notice the difference in the polling and who's going to turn out in those elections. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Special feature podcast up in a little bit as well. Back at it tomorrow for a pre-Friday celebration. Until then, this is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.